time for rolling. Hey, real quick before I get into this amazing episode I have for you on this Thursday or whenever you're listening, I want to tell you about our sponsors, Mobile Esports. Mobile Esports is a company that focuses on all things mobile gaming. We talk a little bit about mobile in this podcast outside of just Bangalore, but you know, Mobile Esports doing tons of community events. Uh, you know, even some competitive tournaments on certain games, especially like Critical Ops and uh, community events with the new PUBG, the Fortnite. We got Arena Valor, Vainglory, all the top mobile titles. Mobile Esports is definitely trying to get their hand involved with that, and always bringing you great deals on G Fuel products. So definitely check out Mobile Esports if you can. They have the mobile news where they write tons of great articles about uh, any updates on uh, you know whether it's the game updates or whether it's you know maybe an esport announcement and then just mobileesports.org where they have a lot of their announcements for the company as a whole and then our other sponsor is NACL North American Champ League which is running right now season six is full force we have games every night uh if you have been watching there have been some good ones there's been some ugly ones too but hey uh that's why I love NACL we get some pretty crazy snowball matches but make sure you check it out uh NA Champs League on Twitch and we have two channels mostly running both of them every night so make sure you pay attention to that but we're going to get into this today's episode with wings alex he works with misfits he was uh the manager coach for the misfits team that did just get dropped but he still is involved with the misfits org doing things with the mobile so uh it is great to have him on i want to thank him before we get started that uh you know for coming on and talking you know giving some insight it was really awesome so i hope you guys enjoy this episode it was really fun and uh let's just go ahead and get into it Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Inglis and Krutsloth. It's Time for Rolling Hey, hello, how's everyone doing? And welcome to the Time for Rolling Esports, episode number 94. It is just me riding solo tonight. Just Endless Crude and Polly both have other things going on. But I did bring on a special guest uh, to chat a little about the current Vainglory Esports scene. Obviously, if you're listening to this show, then you're probably well aware of what's been going on on Twitter and within the Vainglory Esports scene as a whole. A lot of crazy stuff has been changing. 2018 is looking much different than what 2017 uh, did. You know, good, bad, uh, a lot of different opinions out there. But uh, tonight I have on Alex or Wings, uh, ex-coach, or not ex-coach, but ex-Misfits. Um, you're still with Misfits though, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. I so, am currently still Misfits was the team that you had the players on. You, you were uh, a manager coach position with them. Uh, then they were dropped. So, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Maybe give a little background about when Vainglory came into your gaming career and, you know, kind of what your path of Vainglory has looked like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, my name is Wings. Um, I'm the current uh, kind of unofficial head of mobile for misfits gaming um and you know i've been playing vanglore myself for 
three years around there. Um, I'm an Android player myself. So I think like the week that Vainglory had come out in the summer for Android um, in North America, that's actually when I found the game. Um, I came in from Heroes of Order and Chaos, okay. which was a really, really laggy kind of game. So to go into Vainglory, it was like finding Mecha, you know, like it was just awesome. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Vainglory has been really a big part of my life since then. And it, it's really, it's, it's kind of sad that, you know, we had to ultimately pull out of the game um because you know i've just made so many connections and so many friendships in the scene um but at the same time you know the scene itself is just starting anew really um and it's opening new kind of career options for me personally so um right. you know it's ultimately it's pretty interesting to see what's happening right now i mean being the unofficial head of mobile for misfit sounds like a, a cool enough title for me so uh, i think that, yeah. uh, that... It's, it's happening soon it's just <laughs> i'm, I'm <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm sure, you know, you guys have seen that, you know, we recently announced uh, we're going to be in Clash Royale League. And, right. uh, I have some other stuff up my sleeve right now that I just can't reveal. <laughs> right. Um, so, And that's the crazy yeah. thing of just that mobile esports as a whole obviously is exploding right now. So it's just we're seeing Immortals, obviously, with, you know, Sweet J at the head of that mobile. And there's just other, you know, other organizations out there that have those people dedicated to mobile so it's pretty sweet to have someone, you know, a couple people out there now that definitely got their start with Vainglory continue on and, uh, you know, esports careers. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. It's it's really interesting, you know, to see Sui and, you know, some other people that, uh, you know, even people that have, like, looked at Vainglory in the past, like, just as, like, secret scouts um, mm-hmm. and seeing them in, like, other mobile games. It's really interesting. Um, but, you know, I, I honestly believe that, in due time, a lot of these orgs, you know, will kind of revisit Vainglory. I think that right now it's just kind of like a growth spurt kind of thing where, you know, 3v3 2017 itself was just really big just because we went to adding all these franchise orgs, this new franchise program and everything. Um, and, you know, we had to kind of adjust to it a little bit. So, you know, viewership kind of remained the same a little bit, grew a little bit. And then like at Worlds, it randomly just super spiked up to, you know, over 50,000 concurrent viewers on, you know, t- on Twitch alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of happening again where, you know, it's just, the, the, and SEMC has like acknowledged that this is like the developmental year. Like, you yeah. know, they don't expect the game to be bigger than Arena of Valor, bigger than Clash Royale League right now. Um, they know it's a new game. It's a new mode. You're adding two new players to every single team. Um, you know, it changes so much for, you know, organizations. It changes so much for the players themselves. Um, and even for the fans, just because, you know, that's more players you need to follow and stuff. So, you know, it's it's a huge change that we haven't seen happen in any mobile esport, even computer esport. I mean, you don't, you know, Smite, League of Legends, you know, all these other MOBAs, they've been 5v5 forever. Like, no game has actually gone from 3v3 to 5v5 in a, com- in a competitive professional setting before. Right. So, SDMC is like, you know, they're they're making history if you, you know, if you look at it like that. and. You know, there's no there's no textbook on how to do this the right way or anything. So, you know, there, there's been a couple of decisions where they've received pushback from the community. Um, like lately, we've seen uh, with like, uh, you know, Flash X and Excalibur posting the videos, mm. all the Twitter arguments that are happening on is Vainglory dying? Is it not? Um, you know, so it, it's just it's just a developmental year. And I think people need to kind of understand that um, and what that really entitles, um, you know, on SEMC's end. Yeah. Um, I mean, when yeah. community members are saying, oh, Vainglory's dying, 
I mean, do you think that's just the response to, oh, they just see orgs leaving and now they think Vanglory is dying because of that? I mean, technically, that's just esports side. And like Flash kind of said in his video, when you look at big games and Vanglory and just, you know, games as a whole, the percentage of the players that actually watch esports is pretty small. You know, not everyone that is playing Vanglory has anything to do with the esports scene at all. You know, only a very small percentage of people would see these videos, would see these Twitter conversations. So, I mean, as a whole, let's say that uh, since I don't know either what actually is going on with SEMC, but if SEMC is taking a lot of the money that they put into esports to kind of use that as their marketing tool to hope that, um, you know, you would see orgs, join in on the franchise program, make content, spread the word of Vanglory, and hope grow from that way. I mean, do you think it's a good idea, uh, maybe a smarter decision, to take a lot more money away from esports and put it into more traditionally traditional marketing tools in order to try to grow the game organically that way? Um, it, it, it's kind of hard to kind of talk about, you know, that kind of stuff, just because, like, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I've been inside the calls with the owners of the organizations right. and actually I've seen the franchise plans for this year and how it's all going to operate. And, mm -hmm. you know, I wish I could share that information, but even though I'm not tied to SCMC anymore, like I also don't want to just, you know, reveal oh, too sure. much. Um, but, you know, I, I think that right now they're actually like behind the scenes, they are taking a lot of the right decisions um, to kind of, make vainglory a better game to market both through like youtube advertising and everything to actually growing the esports scene and increasing price pools and stuff um you know one of the biggest things that's going to change this year i mean i don't know i was actually genuinely surprised that no one was talking about it that much but the new challenger formats that they're doing this year um are absolutely insane and i mean you know we're we're moving away from the system of you know pretty much the same you know four to eight teams are just going to keep playing challengers all the time and winning, smashing these teams to all of a sudden, you know, it's an open leaderboard where, you know, as long as you have a team, you know, you can enter these four tournaments throughout the year, you can play for the prize money that hasn't been revealed yet, but you know, it's pretty fair to assume it's going to be, you know, pretty nice prize pools. Mm -hmm. um, you know, on top of that, the whole, the whole prospect of, you know, um, if you make it towards the end of the tournaments where you can just announce you and your team as free agents and, you know, get scouted out by these VPL teams, um, that alone is crazy. Cause I mean, you don't even have to win, um, you know, challengers to get into the VPL. You can literally just get scouted into the VPL, which is, you know, absolutely amazing. And it's like, it's almost the first step into like a kind of combine system. Almost. If you really think about it, what it, this means like long-term um, that's something that, you know, hasn't been confirmed by SEMC, but that is something that I would personally love to see happen in Vainglory just because it would open up so many more opportunities for the semi-professional community, um, which is something that I've always just been really connected to, um, you know, personally and, you know, with Misfits being in Challengers almost all of last year. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I've obviously like, you know, I've been there a while. I care about it. Um, but going back more on topic, like I, I, I do believe that SCMC is making the right decisions um, right now. I feel like the only thing that, they're really screwing up on and i've already you know called them out on it on twitter for um in slack conversations on meetings it's just communication honestly right I, communication with the community communication with these other franchises the the x franchises leaving the game um you know there's just been a lot of times where you know crucial crucial information isn't being communicated correctly or it isn't being communicated at all 
And, you know, I understand that, you know, it may be a little hard to kind of get everyone on the same page, um, the way SEMC set up where it's kind of like a, kind of like a startup still, but it's also like one of the world's, you know, fastest growing companies with, you know, constantly making the like Forbes lists and, you know, right. all these other, you know, like, you know, New York times write about it all the time. Like everyone writes about SCMC and how amazing it is, how much potential it has. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure to live up to, especially um, when, you know, we went from being such a small grassroots community, super small developer to all of a sudden all these orgs all at once, global competition, global leagues with challenger systems and everything. And you guys got to remember too, like this is still SCMC. They're still growing their team. Right. Um, and, you know, so I just feel like, you know, communications where they're really messing up and, you know, I can kind of see why it's happening. Um, but that is definitely something that I would like to see them fix um, drastically this year um, heading into the next year. is just, you know, increasing staff to allow more flexibility um, for the workers that, you know, are, because I mean, you know, people like Fuji, um, you know, um, playoff beard before he left, like these, these people were putting hours into this, into their jobs, um, yeah. you know, and so I think just growing the staff more um, is probably where I would put the spending money um, on it, as well as into marketing, of course. Um, and I mean, this year, I think with 5v5, they've done a pretty decent job, uh, could be a little better on like marketing on like YouTube and Twitch and stuff. But like, now you'll see like, I, more towards the start of the year you saw people posting screenshots were like oh crud i saw i saw a vainglory ad on a youtube video like that's awesome right. <laughs> so it is it is happening now where it wasn't happening last year but um you know scmc's plans they they do address this kind of issue so mm-hmm. um you know i think it'll be interesting to see what happens though so. yeah and they have come out and said that they are aware of the communication and working on that um the the ama maybe coming from Fuji. They had mentioned that. Um, I was curious with, you know, as, you know, being with Misfits, there was a lot of debate about what was considered content and creating content in order to be a part of this franchise program. I think one thing people agreed on that, that, you know, there were, the deal wasn't held up on both ends. There was things that wasn't happening on both ends and the franchise program just wasn't working. But I mean, one thing that always impressed me with Misfits is that, you know, even when the team was just in the NACL, you know, you, the Misfits, the the main channel on Twitter for Misfits, you know, released that little video, like the highlight reel of all, uh, you know, the NACL and always tweeting out matches. Now, granted, you know, tweets, they only do so much. I mean, you know, if you tweet out that, hey, this is Vanglory, are your followers from other games going to, you know, likely pick it up? Um, I just didn't know if you had any opinion on like w- how much content needed to be created in these franchise programs to actually make it worth SCMC's money. Um, yeah, and that is a great question. Um, yeah, Flash said it like totally correct, where both sides just weren't delivering on their you know franchise promises. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that they actually are addressing uh, on SCMC side. Um, like we had the first owners meeting of the year earlier in the year and um, they pretty much were just like, you know, everyone kind of fell through on their promises. So we see that as we were just kind of expecting too much. So this year they're, they're looking for orgs that are, you know, really, really able to produce the level of content. And, you know, the, you know, you've seen like tribe making all these videos, um, you know, TSM making all these videos and stuff like from everyone. And like, that's kind of what they want. Right. Um, so, you know, if they like I have not heard that they've been confirmed to get the slots, but I'm assuming they have the slots since mm-hmm. they're still here. 
Um, so, but I, and I'm not surprised because like I said, you know, content is amazing on their sides. Um, I think for Misfits, um, it was a little hard just because, you know, Misfits didn't actually even have a Vainglory manager at all um, until I stepped in around July. Um, it was just a team and, you know, they didn't really have anyone really here to help support them that much. Um, so, you know, making content with, you know, it was just a little hard. I mean, some people just don't know how to make content on their own. Right. It's kind of a process and you need graphics and you need all this stuff, um, the hardware and everything. Um, so me and um, they made it very clear to me that, you know, content was something that we were lacking on at that time. We needed to get the ball rolling with stuff. Um, unfortunately, after that, like right after I got in, you know, we had to, you know, let loose with the original roster of XL Eco Illis. Um, so we didn't even have a team for another few months. Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, it's hard to make content on a game when you don't have a team in it. So um, that also slowed us down a little bit. Um, and, you know, on our end, we actually did have like a lot of huge, you know, projects like in the works that just never got finished. Like with our roster, like that we most recently, you know, had to let go of, um, you know, we've actually been working on since 5v5 came out, we've worked on these meta lists where we're trying to show people you know, what belongs in what role and, um, you know, in what level and, you know, of tier they are and everything. And right. the problem with it was just that at first it was like, we finally finished the list and then it's like, oh, but update 3.1 comes tomorrow. And it's like, yeah. oh, this is useless now. And it's, and it's hard because the 5v5 meta fluctuates so much and, you know, these updates happen so often. So <laughs> it, it, it kind of sucked that we just couldn't get any of those out there. Um, you know, we recently announced like the partnership with Misfits and Alienware too. And I wanted to get some of uh, the boys, some computers and stuff so we can start streaming so we can start, you know, actually making content. Cause I mean, you know, we just didn't have hardware too. Like our team just didn't have hardware. Um, you know, me and pajama, we couldn't even record scrims that much. Uh, we've only been able to record a few scrims in our whole lifetime as a team. Um, like on, I would say like less than 10, honestly, <laughs> um, out of the hundreds of scrims we've done. Um, so it just, it's, it's really hard when it's just, you know, mobile recording is just different than, you know, computer esports. I mean, if, if you take like a, a franchise system like this, like content based system into another game, like League of Legends and stuff, you know, most of the pro players in these other games, they already have gaming rigs. They already have, you know, streaming cards, capture cards mm -hmm. and all this stuff. But mobile gaming isn't as simple. And if you're, you're certain devices, like you can even have the stuff, you can have an Elgato and stuff. But if your phone is just honestly bad, um, you might be able to play the game, but you can't make content. You can't stream from that. It'll, you know, it'll melt. <laughs> um, so you know, mobile, mobile content creation is actually a whole different thing. So I think that, you know, the, all the orgs failing to deliver this content, um, you know, I think they all face their own problems. For us, it was mainly just a hardware issue for us, um, just with phones and stuff. And like, you know, it's just hard for organizations to really help that even with ass assisted costs from SEMC um, just because phones are so expensive. I mean, you know, the new iPhones are coming out and they're like thousand thousand dollars. <laughs> right. You know, it, it's just, it's a really pricey thing and um, you know, it's all for mobile and it's hard for organizations to say, yeah, we'll buy five people a brand new thousand dollar phone with streaming equipment when, you know, the Vanguard viewership was staying around like two to 3000 for VG8, which is not what we were even in, you know, we were in Challenger the whole time. So, you know, even less exposure um, for on our end. So, um, you know, I'm super appreciative for the the work that Miss. Super grateful. For 
okay, uh, just yeah, for yeah. keeping up as long as they did. <laughs> so, because okay. honestly, I'm, you know, yeah, exposure just in challengers wasn't the highest, and you know, Got all it. the other complications. <laughs> well, I mean, you obviously have been working really closely with the players. So, one thing we've talked about on this past podcast is just. I mean, when players play under an org and then when players play under just tilt rehab representing themselves, you know, does, is there, what major changes happens with the players now that they don't necessarily play under misfits? I mean, uh, is it harder for them to scrim? You know, are there any major changes for them going forward without, you know, being able to represent misfits? Um, I think for most teams, um, they honestly would have just disbanded um, by getting dropped from an organization like this. Because for most players, you know, losing a salary, um, a monthly salary is, you know, really, really big. Um, and that, and it's partly like an attitude thing where it's like, oh, I deserve to be making money. I'm going to go to a team right. that actually will make me money. And it's also partly just like some people just need money. Like, you know, it's it's not a choice for them. Like, you know, they just need the extra income if they want to keep playing the game. So, you know. I'm grateful, super grateful that, you know, this team, my team um, is totally willing to just, you know, play for the team, the sake of the team. Um, my team has always been willing to do anything as long as it keeps the team together. Um, and, you know, everyone's really flexible with each other and we're all just still a family, even even without Misfits, even though I'm still here, um, you know, we're Discord is still live. We're still talking on voice chat. Um, you know, it's it's literally just a title change for us um the boys are still scrimming you know seven days a week um still playing in you know vpl uh vg um you know challenger anything we need to right. um you know we're still in NECL even um and you know all, all it really is for them is just a title change um the team is functioning really well um everyone's still you know just as close as they were two weeks ago a month ago two months ago um, so I'm just, I'm really grateful that, you know, my team is just honestly perfect. Um, and you know, but I think for other teams, it is a totally different question, um, where it's just, you know, a combination of values and, you know, mm -hmm. personal reasons. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like some people were bringing that up as like a point of argument. If we go into the VPL with these eight teams, but let's say only half of them are, you know, representing like a big org where they're getting salaries. People are talking about maybe competition won't be, you know, at the same level. Maybe the competition will get a little stale with the same teams winning over and over because they have a reason to scrim. They have a reason to practice really hard throughout the week because they are making that salary. Maybe compared to uh, another team that is just playing because they like Vanglory and maybe playing to try to get picked up. So I just didn't know if you thought going into VPL with maybe, which you may know more about behind the scenes about who's going to be in it, but you know, hypothetically speaking, do you think we could see it just as competitive, even if we don't have all these big name orgs in there representing, you know, each team? Oh, I, I, I think it will be very competitive just because, I mean, if you, if it's hard because we you know, I, you know, no, <laughs> we can't publicly say, you know, right. who's in the VPL now. Um, but you know, a lot of these teams are very, very close in caliber actually already. Cause I mean, if you just talking player wise, if we look at the end of 2017, um, let's, let's just talk about 2017 in Vanglory in general. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, at the end of the year, TSM cloud nine, absolute powerhouses. No one can contest that, you know, TSM C9, we're always winning. Right. Right. Flash forward to the end of the year, we have. TSM, huge powerhouse, cannot underestimate. Cloud9, 
huge powerhouse cannot underestimate. Rogue, huge powerhouse cannot <laughs> underestimate. Drive, huge powerhouse. Like, right. you know, it went from being just these two teams to all of a sudden, all these other teams are also powerhouses you can't doubt. Right. And Tempo Storm can still upset people. And there's players and Challenger. And players Nova that are just and Hammers. Up. Yeah, and exactly. Like, it just got to the point in North America where you can't doubt anyone because everyone is just so good right now. And I think that that truth has only become more true heading into 2018 because it's new rosters, it's new teams, new positions. You know, we even just saw Evil announce that he's switching to mid lane now. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, everyone is starting off on the same page. And this is why, um, you know, one, once Worlds actually ended, um, we had a team meeting as Misfits. And, um, you know, I, we pulled the boys together and I told them, like, Worlds just happened. Everyone's going to take a break because preseason's coming up, offseason's coming up. We should really utilize this time to just grind the heck out of this game. Right. And you know, it was really hard to because, you know, no one was scrimming. So we, we, we just accepted scrims with literally anyone we can find, whether it was Celsius, Lions, TSM. It didn't matter. We just wanted to scrim people because, you know what? Like, we just said, like, everyone's going to be starting off on the same plate for 5v5. And if we just start right now and just don't give up, like we're going to be ahead of the curve. And that's exactly what happened. Like, you know, that's why we were on Twitter all the time, you know, hyping us up all the time. It's oh, just because sure. we were putting in so much work when no one else was, and we just knew it was going to pay off. And, you know, people were still doubting us and they still do. Um, but, you know, we, and we play, we managed to beat Nova. We couldn't beat Nova. Like, you know, last year, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to beat Nova. And, you know, we're scrimming, you know, all these other teams like rogue and stuff. And we're winning scrims really good. And, you know, we're seeing pretty good tournament placings. We've made it to like every semifinal or higher this whole year so far um, as Tilt Rehab and Misfits. And it's just, you know, it's just putting in the work. And so I think that the VPL this year is going to be very, very close, actually, um, with all these new players in VPL, too. I mean, you know, Big Paws, that's a name we haven't seen um, in a while. And mm. Big Paws is honestly just a god, like absolute top 10 player in this game uh, for VPL. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just it's going to be a lot of new names that maybe some fans just haven't heard of, but they it's going to be very, very close. It's even with or without orgs. It's just going to be very interesting to watch this game. Yeah, I think that's the interesting part, especially for a lot of us that have been here from the beginning. And, and you know, we saw what happened with 3v3 and how quickly, you know, it did kind of grow. A lot of orgs started jumping in and then, you know, they would leave. We lost Team Secret early on. That was a big org. And it's just kind of been this back and forth of orgs coming and going. And that's just the struggle of it being a smaller game, the esports being really young. It's trying to find its place. And, you know, it, it kind of found its place, but it's kind of like what Flash was saying at towards the end of 2017, you know, where numbers, or maybe it was Excoundrel, I'm not sure, but talking about numbers being sort of inflated just because you had all the big orgs representing at Worlds, uh, you had the end game, you know, you watched, you got the Catherine skin, so there was a lot of ways, which is good marketing, of course, they wanted people to watch mm. Worlds, that was the whole goal. So I cannot wait for Worlds 2018 with 5v5 and see if the 5v5 format is going to attract a lot more people on Twitch, because, you know, as a Twitch user, when I see an interesting game, I'm going to click on it and, and, you know, watch it. So we'll, we'll have to see, you know, yeah. if the league people or you know, other 5v5 MOBAs will start paying attention to Vanglory Mo. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, you know, that was probably one of the best things that we have saw from uh, SCMC in 2017 was the whole incentive to watch the game. 
Um, you know, if we look at other esports like Rocket League and you know stuff like that, they actually have drops like just not even just for watching like big tournaments but like just for watching the pro leagues it's like oh watch the pro league and you could get a chance to win this free rifle skin for csgo or watch pro league and you can get you know this hat for your car in rocket league Mm -hmm. um and that that when they implemented that like you know i actually talked to people from like the developers of our of of, uh, rocket league and you know they said that when they implemented that their views went from like ten thousand to forty thousand or like forty thousand to eighty thousand like Dang. it's it helped so much because so many people just wanted to engage not even just for that i mean it started out just for i just i just want drops um but then it turned out like you know well this is actually interesting if i'm gonna be here i'm gonna actually watch the game actually learn the players and you know soon enough like they just actually became dedicated fans of the game just it started off for the free stuff but you know it converted them and so i think that this year with 5v5 you know it's going to generate a lot of hype anyways just to start the year off with um, I think that, you know, once more orgs start to expand back into Vanguard, that'll bring more hype. But if they can find a way to like implement, you know, like team skins or like, you know, just some kind of like giveaway or some kind of, you know, thing to engage more with the pro scene, um, you know, it, it's going to benefit the casual and the competitive players alike, like ultimately. Um, and it's just going to be, you know, really good. Yeah, and I so, feel like that's the one thing that, that, yeah, the community as a whole, and me, I'm going to put myself in the community, sometimes I can be selfish, you know, I want I want to imagine SEMC as this Tencent or a huge company that just has all these resources and then just throw these new items into the game immediately, you know, a lot of people have been throwing around those team skins and other type of things, the team badges, I personally really enjoy the team badges, and just other ways to help the game grow, and especially esports side grow, but, you know, I went to, I got lucky i got to go to san fran i got to go to the lair and just talking to a lot of devs while at the lair they are you know community members too they are just like us they're 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 players of the game so they have a lot of features they want in the game themselves and it's on their timeline but they can only move so fast they have certain things that's more important so i think maybe with 2018 and just uh hopefully the 5v5 the hype is going to build itself enough where they're going to be able to focus on some marketing and some other features instead of just you know putting all their eggs in the basket of just esports and starting to grow the game in other ways with implementing features like you kind of just mentioned so i think that's one of the main things i'm really excited about for 2018 for sure yeah no i agree so i don't know off the top of your head do you remember, like, so we've changed, this format has changed, of course. We've dropped the Unified Live Finals. Um, we, we're, we've kind of changed. We have, like, these eight-week blocks. We have some, like, playoffs. Do you like what SEMC has done for more of this round-robin each weekend where, you know, teams will be playing, not necessarily, like, it's not going to be, like, a tournament-style weekend. You're going to be playing your teams, and that's, you know, each weekend will be different. Oh yes! Oh my gosh! I, absolutely, I have hated the VG8 format since the VG8 came out. When I literally, so when I heard the VG8 was going to come out, you know, like when it first did, um, I was so excited because I hated the VGL format, <laughs> and I hated that you know, these random, you know, sixty-four team tournaments is what determines who gets to go where. And so I'm like, oh, this sucks. We need an actual league. And so they announced, oh, we're going to do the Vanguard Eight, and it's going to be a league. And I'm like, oh, thank God, round robin. And then they're like, it's going to be random tournaments every week. And it's like, no. Because <laughs> honestly, as a fan, it's just so hard to keep up with that oh, because yeah. a lot of the fans don't know how the seating works. They don't know how. It's just like, oh, my team just so happens to be playing Rogue tomorrow. Or like, you know, but like with Round Robin, like 
you know that you can only play the same team twice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, oh, this is the last time we're playing Echo Fox. We need to beat Echo Fox, like, hard. Like, I want to support my team. And, like, it's just so much easier for the fans to, like, engage and keep up with an actual schedule if it's round robin. And, you know, I think that this whole, you know, system they're doing, it's rumored that it's going to be, like, a best-of-one system. Right. Um, you know, it's, just, it's, it's better. It's just so much better. Like, you know, League of Legends, um, you know, for the, like, they just recently announced earlier in the year that, you know, they identified one of the biggest problems they had for viewership themselves was that the broadcasts are just too long. Like, you know, they'll start early in the day. Mm-hmm. Or the, uh, you know, EU at the same time as NA, and like it divides the audience, or you know, like the just the audience just can't keep up. So by shortening the you know broadcast time by just making it a best of one series and making the series more like under easier to understand, where it's like you know you can post your schedule at the start of the season all at once, so you know when your team is playing this team or whatever. Like it's just gonna create so much a, a much easier experience for the followers of this game. Um, and also easier for organizations because, I mean, like, another, like, problem that, you know, Misfits had with this game was just, like, you know, if we're, we're playing in these leagues like, uh, you know, HEL, VIS, VIS Pro, uh, NACL, and, you know, they're they're good leagues and the production is, you know, pretty good uh, most of the time. Um, right. But the problem is, like, we'll sign up for the league and we have zero information about when the games are, who we're playing until, like, the day before. Or, you know, day of sometimes even. And it's like, all right, well, we have graphic teams that need to be able to, you know, produce this stuff. And when you're in a bigger org that's, you know, has games in League of Legends, Counter-Strike, Hearthstone, um, Rocket League, all these other games, like it becomes very, very hard for the graphics teams and the social media people because they need to stay up uh, to even like report on the games. Right. Um, so, you know, you know that's, that's something else that I just, I love, you know, miss it for. It's just, there's been times where we have no information or a team will forfeit a game and then where our game gets moved and like we're just so flexible on it and i i've appreciated that a lot um but you know that that's something that you know def- also deters a lot of you know orgs from this game is just you know seeing how cer- certain leagues operated and you know it, it's more of a hassle than it is beneficial to some people so especially if you don't have a franchise um agreement yeah so you know yeah no but i am so glad that they're switching <laughs> to around robin system. Yeah, it definitely it definitely got boring just because, of course, on the podcast we do predictions and we talk about each weekend, you know, during the regular season. So, you know, at a point there, it was just like, oh, Cloud9 and TSM are on opposite sides of this little bracket. All right, we'll see them in the championship. Oh, they're on the same side. One of them will win and the other one will win the whole weekend. So it kind of got really repetitive and, you know, each weekend was super long. You know, EU would start first, you know, around that 10 a.m. And then we saw NA end by 10 p.m. So it's like a 12-hour day of all Vanguard. So, yeah, I think this new format is going to be great. You know, Fuji, he's like a kind of officially stepped up and now he's just doing all of this esports stuff. Now, I mean, of course, he's taking over at like the most chaotic time, I feel like. So, I mean, he it's not like he has a team of 10 million people to help him out. So, you know, he's going to be definitely making sure he's trying to make the right decisions. And I have faith in Fuji. I definitely think he's going to make the right decisions overall. Of course, again, I'm being selfish. I, as a podcast, I would like to know what's happening this weekend, you know, for preseason. I would like to know and have these announcements already. But, you know, we don't. But it's just preseason, so it's not that big of a deal. But, you know, the hype, I want it to be here. You know, preseason's definitely going to be a time to build the hype for the actual start of VPL in June. 
Oh yeah, no, and, and I agree. Like, I, I, if I had information on preseason, I would actually share it right now. But yeah. I, I even I didn't. so, um, you know, you know, um, it, it. I mean, it's just that's <laughs> you could see the communication issues that I was talking about earlier, right? Um, but you know, I, I, I agree with you there though. Like, Fuji is honestly doing like an amazing job. Like, if I had to choose, like, employee of the month. Or employee of the year, I would already choose Fuji. Like, yeah. He is just putting in the work. Um, his idea, because I mean, like when when the year actually started, they actually were planning um, to keep another one last three v three competitive season. Actually, really? um, that's part of the reason why this year has been so long in preseason is because they decided to scrap that idea. Um, but the three v three was actually going to be for this whole winter season, right? Um, and it wasn't the last one. Um, but ultimately, you know, Fuji decided to, you know, put more focus on the 5v5 and just decide, you know, because it, w- it was going to stretch him a little thin and it was going to be kind of an awkward kind of transition if you really think about it. Oh, for so, sure. So, you know, I think, I think Fuji just wanted to, you know, put pure attention on the 5v5, making the new start of Vainglory, the future of Vainglory, like their main goal. So I, I, I ultimately, like, it's been a really rough time to be a Vainglory fan when it's you know there's just not much going on and no one's talking about anything yeah. and it so i think that's why people are you know going on this whole like vainglory is dead thing um but you know i i think fuji's making the right call there um i think you know seeing what their plan was for 3v3 pro league and seeing what fuji's done for 5v5 you know increasing the, the splits is a great idea creates more stability creates more engaging seasons to build storylines with and everything um you know, it's just all of his ideas are honestly gold. Like I, there's there's not been one thing that Fuji has you know made in the documents or anything where I'm like that is a stupid idea. Like it's all been great. Like Fuji's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and that's the it best is. part. I mean, picking someone that is well aware of how other esports work. I mean, there's nothing wrong with looking at League, Overwatch, and the the top leagues, the top orgs, and how those leagues are run, and saying, look, this is obviously how, probably the best way you can run a league like this, the best way for your fans and viewership. You know, we should probably try to implement as much as this as we can into Vanglory and see how it will work in our community and in the Vanglory esports. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I agree entirely. It's just, you know, really good yeah well alex what is your hopes and goals for the rest of 2018 it's a long year uh are you gonna stick out with the you know tilt rehab for now personally one of my definitely top five favorite teams just because of the amount of work you guys put in on the preseason i thought it was hilarious seeing everyone give you guys crap about why are you guys trying so hard and i'm just like you just wait until it starts back up and then they uh, roll all over you and it was it was definitely yeah. entertaining seeing some of that happen but do you plan on sticking around in vainglory for sure even with maybe some extra work coming on in the mobile mobile esports world with misfits um yeah um you know that's definitely where uh that's definitely the question that i've had to you know think about right. <laughs> for a while um you know i mean you know misfits expanding into class reality very huge um, a lot of new opportunities there um you know vainglory i've been here for you know like i said almost three years um this is the game that got me into esports in the first place like as a you know contracted person mm-hmm. um so you know, you know my team i love my team entirely um, so, you know, it, and then I'm getting offers for even to leave both like mobile entirely, um, to go switch over to PC sports for some really big names. 
Um, so, you know, that's, <laughs> my career is definitely at a, at a, you know, crossroads right now where I just got to kind of right. choose, you know, what is going to happen. Um, but right now, um, you know, I, I definitely like the team that I'm building for Clash Royale. Um, definitely, you know, interested in seeing what Misfits has to offer me in the future. Um, with, when it comes down to my team, Tilt Rehab and everything, um, you'll see on Twitter that, you know, I'm reaching out to everyone um, inside the community, reaching outside the community, actually, to a lot of um, people I know from other orgs, um, trying to get them picked up because they definitely deserve to be contracted and representing someone in the VPL um, this year. Um, and, you know, um, it's it's going to be a choice, but I'll, I'll most likely keep everyone updated with it, <laughs> with my oh, yeah. varieties of because <laughs> I, I honestly have no answer for that question right now. <laughs> Well, it's hey, crazy. The, the more options you have, the better. So that's good that you are yeah. confused, <laughs> that you, you got yeah. so many options. It's good to deal with. Um, but, hey, thanks so much for coming on. Is there anything else that you can think of that we didn't cover? I know there's just there's probably still tons that we didn't actually touch on. But I know you were going to make your own video. I just didn't know if there's anything else you had coming into this recording that you wanted to touch on yeah. before we wrap it up. Um, you know, before, yeah, I'll actually just go ahead and like update what, so originally I was going to post that video. It was going to be very long. I recorded it about four times. <laughs> um, they were all averaging 54 minutes. Um, you know what guys, I am not going to be making the video. Um, I was going to make a podcast explaining why I'm not, but I'm just going to say it right here. Um, Vainglory is not dead. Vainglory is not dying. It is a fresh start. You know, you just, I think, um, I forget if it was Flash or Xandro who said it, but, you know, like, it, it really is. Like, you know, all this fighting, like, you know, SCMC's not doing the right thing. Um, you know, I seem like, you know, like, it's just all pointless, guys. And, you know, the more that you guys publicly argue and all this stuff, the less appealing it actually looks <laughs> for outside organizations to come in, you know, because they just come in. It's like, hey, guys, what's this game about? And they open the doors and it's just Twitter fights from pros. Uh, pros saying i hate this game i want to quit it's not fun blah, blah blah like you know no one wants to see that like you know and, and we as community members like just when we started vainglory originally it was new it was amazing it was you know a fresh start for a lot of people and the community was really really good because you know everyone acknowledged that and everyone knew that and you know i think people just got to get back into that mentality where it's like you know we are a community it's not we shouldn't divide ourselves like casual competitive or professional and competitive, like, you know, how the, you know, professional players tend to like alienate the challenger VIS players and stuff. Um, you know, it, it really shouldn't be like that. Like, you know, Vainglory is what brought all of us together in the first place. Um, you know, and I would really just hate to see the game, um, you know, die because everyone is just intentionally killing it, right. you know, even if they don't. Um, so honestly, guys, you know, healthy discussion is always good, but you know, the way I see people reacting and the way I see people, you know, um, talking to SEMC, talking to everyone, um, it's just, it's just, you know, why, you know, I just don't understand that. Yeah. Um, this game has a lot of potential to grow still, you know, this year, mobile esports is going to grow exponentially, you know, Clash Royale League, um, you know, Arena Valor. PUBG Mobile slash Fortnite, there's going to be a huge amount of competition for the mobile space right now. As long as Vainglory realizes that, you know, we're still fine, we can keep going, Vainglory will still live. 
like you know it, it's just like you know you guys saying the more like vainglory is dead vainglory is dead vainglory is dead the more everyone's gonna think it and the more it actually might happen but actually vainglory is still on the rise right now with 5v5 they are actually getting an increase of players um with you know the advertising they've done on the google play store on apple app store twitch youtube they are gaining actual players um, i think one of the pro players like i, I figured it was like max green or Someone actually commented it on someone's other Twitter post the other day um, or a few weeks ago where it was like, you know, they are getting these players and just just give it time. You know, eventually these players that are coming in, some of them are going to hit tier 10. They're going to start getting in rank queues and, you know, you're going to feel like there's more people. But like, you know, the, the competitive community just needs to understand, like, you know, they're not the only people that exist. The game is growing. The game is healthy. And everyone needs to just be a heck of a lot nicer because <laughs> honestly, it's really, really tense right now in this community. Um, so, you know, that's that's just kind of my message. I just want people to realize that, um, you know, we're all in this together. Vainglory is all about, you know, community and the developers, you know, even if they don't communicate often, they have always listened to the community oh, yeah. um, collectively. So, you know, I think everyone just needs to kind of take a step back breathe and realize where we are right now and realize that the, you know this is an opportunity to make things better you know you guys had a lot of stuff that you publicly outspoke about with 3v3 how things ran and everything so 5v5 is out you know this is your this is your chance right you know talk to the developers communicate um you know just don't get into fights <laughs> yeah you know pointless fights. communicating um, yeah. in a healthy way <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah well i think that's the main thing the main message of course like you said it is the community that's the one thing bangalore is always you know we are such a big community but like you said if we have a community that's just constantly fighting at each other's throats uh the game will never grow from there so we all just definitely take a step back and realize that 2018 may be a little scary year compared to what it's looked like in the past but 2018 is going to be the year for bangalore to grow along with the rest of mobile esports so i'm super excited uh wings alex thank you so much for coming on and just giving your side definitely someone who you know is well aware of the scene well aware of the communication behind closed doors and able to share uh, as much with the casual community that does listen to the podcast so i do really appreciate it yeah no problem at all man it was it was a lot of fun thank you for so much for having me <laughs> All right, well, we will chat with you later. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. I will probably go ahead and do my little closeout at the end of it. We are already at our lovely hour mark anyway, so thank you, everyone, for listening. I just want to thank Alex Wings one more time for coming on the podcast. It's really great hearing someone within the community, in the professional community, and with you know a a person who interacts with players, gets to interact with you know the captains chat and where all the pros are talking along with Fuji and the SCMC staff. Uh, having him give his professional opinion and all the stuff, good and bad, that has been going on in the Bangalore esports scene. So uh, I do again really appreciate him coming on uh, this weekend. We do have the VPL preseason. We hope, we think. Um, we are hopefully finalizing all that information. Maybe if it comes out, Crude and I will hop back on and do a nice little prediction. But if not, it will just be you'll hear us again Tuesday, Thursday. Um, we'll probably do Tuesday. Let's talk about what happened on the weekend. Talk about our first opinions of production and all the pretty things we get to see, which teams are in. That's going to be a big conversation. It could be a big episode Tuesday. 
But then hopefully by that point, uh, they will have some type of schedule set to look at for the weekend and what you know each weekend will look like for preseason. So that'll be nice. We'll maybe do some predictions and stuff. So, um, but you know, again, it's just until things settle down. You know, it's gonna be a week by week basis. It was really nice having a guest on, like Alex. Hopefully, maybe we can reach out to a player and uh, have them on for another short interview and just talk about how you know their hopes for this new year and the NVP as a whole so um it really just depends on my time unfortunately I do all the editing and everything behind the scenes so uh with me going into my next level of graduate school at at the university I just need to make sure that I can schedule an appointment or uh, an interview and actually schedule someone to come on and be able to you know edit and do all the things I need to behind the scenes but you know, we're at the hour mark pretty much, you know, if uh, I think that's pretty much all I have, uh, we will, you know, talk with you probably, I would say after the first weekend of preseason VPL, definitely enjoy our competitive is back NACL though, real quick before we go NACL is, um, you know, running, like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, NACL is still going, we have child's play, we have try, we have tried uh tilted or what are they what are they x what are they tilted i don't know misfit x misfits whatever like forgot what their name was or a tilt rehab um so nova you know we have a lot of big orgs in there so that's definitely nice to be seeing some of this you know the pro teams in 5v5 and playing at the top level but um that's pretty much have all for the episode cheers follow us on twitter at tfr underscore esports conversation happening there and uh just be looking out for all the content we'll be starting once the vpl does start thanks for tuning in to time for rolling if you liked what you heard please leave a review on itunes or google play music and subscribe for weekly episodes follow us on twitter at time for rolling and at tfr underscore esports Until next week for another edition of Time for Rolling.